0: How how we doing? Well, back again for another podcast. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone who's got in touch again this week. Um, I had some lovely comments. I've had a few people ask how they can listen to the old ones. Um, I think if you Google the life and times of a Cornish funeral director, it should give you the different options there, like um iTunes Podcasts or Spotify or I will try and put the the link to the main website in the comments below so that you can um, see it there. I know last week in the podcast I talked about Sir John Betjeman's funeral, which was the highest profile funeral I think pretty much that we have conducted, and this week I thought I would go for something completely the opposite. Um... And that's the funerals that we've conducted for the nuns at Lanhearn Convent at St Morgan. Our connection with Lantern, um started with a, a visit to our office at Bridge End by a chap some of you might remember. He's called Chris Thomas. Um, I think Chris was one of three brothers. One, I think, moved up to Lanson and the other one stayed in the St Minver Rock area and that was Jack. And um, I know he was a well-known character in the area, local postman, always used to see him riding his motorbike as well from Waybridge to Rock. And he was also a very talented um, accordion player. I do remember um, someone said to me once how generous Jack was with his time with playing at functions of anything. He said, you just ask him to turn up with his accordion And he said he'll never turn you down. He's so keen. He said the problem is, once he gets going, he's trying to stop him. Chris, I believe, was a formidable fast bowler in his time. Um, But the thing I can remember about him was his fantastic handwriting. I know that when he'd turn up at funerals and he would sign the attendance cards that we have there, um, fantastic handwriting. I'd never seen anything quite so neat as that. But anyway, he popped into our office and asked if we could do a favor for a friend of his. So, um, his friend was a chap called Gordon Daw, and he was an undertaker, um, down at St. Column. And coincidentally, we, we did actually, um, conduct a funeral in St. Column last week. And I was talking to, to Phil Tremaine about this at the time, we had a good conversation. But, um, Chris said that Gordon was retiring. And would we buy his stock of coffins? So Father said, yep, that's fine. I think there was about a dozen in all. So I made several trips back and forth to St. Colum to pick up the coffins. I said to Phil last week, I think from memory, that there was a little lane opposite the the church there at St. Colum, and it tucked in behind what's well, the same terrace where the Ring of Bells is. And, um, I sound pretty sure that it was down that lane where Gordon's workshop was. When we met Gordon, he did ask us if we could do one more favour for him. And he said that um, whenever a nun passed away in the convent down at Lanherne in St Morgan, he would supply the coffin for him. He asked if we were happy to carry on doing that. And Father said, yes, no problem at all. We'll do that. So he said, well, t'ing quite as straightforward as that. He said, Mother Superior would first like to meet you to make sure that you're suitable to do this. So the meeting was set up. Um, I can remember Mother and Father going to meet Mother Superior. I'm sure it was a Saturday afternoon. And um, they went and had the interview and all went well. Just in case there is anyone that doesn't know the history of Lanherne. I'll give you a little bit of the background. Um, Lanherne House was the home of Sir John Arundel and his family there, they were prominent Catholics. And in 1794, the manor house was given to the Carmelite nuns. And ever since, this has been run as a convent. As it was a closed order, once a nun entered the convent, that would pretty much be the last contact that she would have with the outside world. And because of this, when Mother and Father went for their meeting with Mother Superior, the interview took place with them being in adjacent rooms, and they were talking through a thick grill so that they couldn't see each other. Uh, The meeting went well, and Mother Superior agreed for us to help them whenever the time was needed. So when a nun sadly did pass away, Mother Superior would give us a ring, tell us the size of the coffin that she needed, and we would prepare it. The coffin would be a plain, simple veneered oak with simple white interior linens and with rope handles. Then, at an agreed time, we would go down to the convent, ring the bell, and then speak through the grill just to let Mother Superior know that we were there. We would then carry the coffin, place it inside the front door, shut the door behind us as we left, and then once we disappeared, the nuns would come and collect it. As the years went by, the nuns were getting a little older and a little more frail. And Mother Superior rang and asked if we could provide a gravedigger. So at the time, our main gravedigger was my cousin, David Powell, um, who sadly no longer with us. And whenever a burial was to take place, they would arrange for the side gate of their gardens to be open. David would come in, he would prepare the grave and then go again and then... On the day of the burial, once all the nuns had disappeared, that would be the time for David to go and backfill the grave. As more years went by, uh, Mother Superior asked if we could provide a little more help for them. And what would happen then, we would have to prepare the coffin and then we would arrange to take it down to the convent And we would then be met by Mother Superior and a senior nun. And they would take us to where the nun was lying and we would lay her to rest in her coffin. As I said, being a closed order, the nuns were not allowed to see anybody from the outside world. So when we were going through the convent, the senior nun would walk in front of us and she would be ringing a bell just to warn all of the other nuns just to hide while we were coming through. Also, Mother Superior asked if we could provide bearers on the day of the funeral. And at the time, Father was the funeral director, and our team of bearers back then, which was a pretty constant team for oh, about 10 years or more, I would have thought, would consist of me, Ron Curthewh, Johnny Ferret and Gordy Dennis, and John Scott was always our first reserve. There is a small chapel there at Lanherne which is open to everyone, and it's in that chapel that we conduct the funerals for anyone from the general public. And back then, the nuns would actually take part in the funeral services. You would never actually see them because, again, they would be behind a grill but they would always lead the singing during the service. However, now our little team had the honour of being sat the other side of that grill with all of the nuns as the service took place. And I think the thing that surprised me the most was how elderly they all were, because if you heard them sing, they had the voices of a 20-year-old, so that was something that was a real surprise. I know, and I'm sure I can speak on behalf of the rest of the team at the time, all we wanted to do was just to keep looking around, just to take it all in. But out of respect for the nuns, this is just something that we didn't do. At the end of the service, the priest would lead the procession and the nuns would follow on in single file behind, and then we would follow on behind them into their grounds for the burial. It was such a fantastic experience really and it just felt like we'd all been transported back in time once the burial had taken place the nuns would then in single file go back into the convent and as each of them walked past us they would thank us and once they'd all gone inside we then all went back to the outside world and it's an experience i'll never forget sadly I think due to their age and their decline in numbers, in 2001, the nuns left Lanherne and they went up country to join another convent. And Lanherne now is occupied by the Franciscan Sisters of the Immaculate. Well, thank you once again for listening. I think that pretty much rounds off the podcast for this week. And all being well, I'll be with you again next week. So um, wish you well. To Guinness.